This episode is brought to you in association with Deodorant. Old Casters with Smith and Jones. Hello and welcome to the Old Casters, the weekly pub where two old men have a laugh, moan, talk a load of nonsense and on the way, and also try and learn something new if our old brains can handle it. We are Smith and Joes, and without further ado, oh hi Mark. Hello Benjamin. Hello. Oh, feedback. Press the press run button. <laughs> Jesus. Solid start. Starts we mean to go on. What <laughs> in my ears? How are you? So, backstory to the story. Our dogs sleep in the bed with us. We've got room for it, so we thought sod it. We did try doing the crate thing, but that was ultimately fail because they were very cute puppies, da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, that's the decision we made as a couple, as a family, and I've got no objections to that. Now, it just so happens that sometimes our dogs get caught short and they wake up Kerry, because I don't, don't know why they never wake up me. They always wake up Kerry, which I'm thankful for, and uh, they'll do that in one of two ways. They'll either go and scratch on the gate because we've got a child gate up, or they'll go and doof Kerry in the head or something with their paws. This is an occurrence every now and again. So this morning at four o'clock, I've moved in bed, you know, sideways, one of the other ways to get re-comfy, cool down, warm up, whatever the notion was. And I hear this, now come on, get back in. Now, normally that means Kerry's whispering to one of them to jump back in the bed, her side, and they'll jump up by her feet. And of course, me, being me, and not looking yet, because I've got my eyes closed, thinking, oh, fair play. Anyway, so as I've moved round, I've looked at the door. <laughs> There's a human silhouette in, in the dark. <laughs> and I've got, oh, you bastard. Like <laughs> and, it's, and Kerry's like, oh, sorry, it's me. I was like, oh, shit. I'm then, but totally, it totally threw me, mate. So uh, a half full this morning, I'll get up. <laughs> and you got your baseball bat from behind the headboard and you twatted around the head. We've been watching a lot of horror-esque documentaries and films and whatnot. So obviously... My system was not ready to, to see this human silhouette in the door and <laughs> me pants and just honestly, mate, it completely threw me. So I was like, oh, I'm totally awake now. So I tried getting back to sleep five minutes. I went bollocks to it on getting up. So that was it. So that's my story of the morning, sir. That means you've been up a very long time. Yes, mate. I nearly fell asleep quite a few times. Uh, no, I nearly did. But Spider-Man 2 was pulling me in too hard, Mark, too hard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I should have been sleeping but instead i played computer games i had my covid jab this morning all right i think this is i don't know how many i've had now four or five yeah five yeah all the others i've been absolutely fine with this one has been this i see this is i can't even talk this one's completely flawed me was it i don't know why what one did you have uh pfizer oh then normally that's the all right one but no i've (laughs) (laughs) it's like that is it I'm going to be, fucking hell, see, I can't even talk. Do bear with me, everybody. Apologise if I'm a bit more loopy than normal. I've been in and out of sleep for some of the day. I don't feel ill, but I just don't feel myself at all. I don't feel right. Do you know what I mean? I just I had that with the very first one, which was the weird one you could get. It weren't Pfizer. What was the other one called? AstraZeneca? Yes. I had that with the very first one, but I was all right after that. There you go, the cast listeners. So later on, if if Mark has a moment, I'm going to sing. It's only words. Here we go, loopy loo. Here we go, loopy loo. 
So if we sing that, you know Mark's having a moment and we're filling in a gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it sounds like we both had a, a small day of it, mate, a small Sunday of it. Yeah, I've had s- some sleep in between, though. You haven't. No, no sleep for me, so I might chip some atom. I couldn't even spit out. I, I had three swear words coming to me then. It was going to be bullshit, <laughs> utter shit or wank, <laughs> and none of them came out. <laughs> so, episode eight. Episode eight, Mark. As we said last week, today's guest was supposed to be Mabel Clem, mm. our first international guest, but uh, she is now unable to come on. So, uh, who's our guest later? Who have we got coming up? We have a very special guest. Uh, his name is okay. Mark Uhita. Makuhitas. Never heard of him. Uh, he's a special. He's one of the old men, didn't you know? Okay. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. Part of the old men army. One of the one of the first two founders of it, even in fact. But yeah, Ben and I also. There's going to be a little change up this week and for the next little while because. We've sort of gone through all the guests now that expressed an interest in coming on the podcast. So we are going to call that season one of guest stars, the guest star segment done for now. And then in another few weeks, few months, maybe down the line, we'll start a season two with guest stars. We can have repeat guests on and stuff like that. A bit of a change of format. Definitely. Does that sound good to you, Ben? It certainly does, mate. I think you're right. We had a pre-cast meeting and... We was, well, I took it as Mark wanted to make it in season one of the whole pod. So I'm written He thought script. I wanted to stop doing the podcast for a little while. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Just, just no more guest stars for a little while. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Mark's right. I think we definitely need to regroup, get the guests more lined up and in order, have some correspondence from all the cast listeners and maybe some of the community so we can find out and get them lined up rather than asking them, the week beforehand (laughs) yes if you are in the discord server you can go to the podcast channel let us know on there or you can dm ben or myself or you can email oldmenarmy at gmail.com if you want to come on the podcast and we will line you up for season two of guest star whenever we decide to do that but we have lots of fun things planned for the pod oh just ben and i while we don't have any guest stars on yeah, I mean, it It started off as Mark and myself and the first pilot, so we thought it only fit in that maybe we steal some of that limelight for the bit, eh, Mark? But still, but still keeping within the traditions of the old old casters. Oh, yes. Okie dokie then, Mark. What have we got? <laughs> oh, apart from that. Oh, and again. Oh, my Lord. In terms of feedback from last Ooh, week. Yes. There has been... <laughs> It, this has been going on constantly since the episode came out, even up till last night. And I still have a bone to pick with you. Me? About your 48 donuts. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm not alone. No, I know you're not. I think I've only got a few supporters. No man alive is eating 48 Krispy Kreme donuts in one sitting. Oh, I beg to differ. We need to we need to club together, old men army. We need to chip in and raise the sixty quid for four dozen boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. I've got a proposition. Here we go, light proposition, me sir. If these, are, and of course, I'll chip in. I'm not saying so. If if this sixty quid's worth of original glaze, hole in the middle, Krispy Kreme donuts, 
were in front of me and I prove I'll stream it. I'm not going to speed run it because, yeah, I'll never do it. No, 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 no. I'll do it in a conservative time. If I fail to eat all 48 donuts, I will donate £60 to a charity of the group's choice. It will go up to a a poll. How about that? How does that sound, old man army? I think that's fair, isn't it? Let us know. Let us know. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Oh... Words. My brain. Words. Words. <laughs> Bless so, I think I can't remember any other feedback we've received about last week's episode because the main one is about your 48 donuts, sir. And other people chiming into uh, what they could eat 48 of. We had Gary coming, uh, Slimboyfat82 coming up with, um, he, he actually said 60 nuggets. He went beyond the 48. He went 60 chicken nuggets. Yeah. He could bash some McNuggets. Yeah. Um, we had who else did we have? Uh, Mr. Wonkster said 48 barbecue chicken wings or 48 slices of Domino's Texan barbecue chicken and pineapple pizza. Now, that I think I call bullshit on that, yeah. I am as well. I'm not having that, Wonkster. No, that's a lot of lot, lot of carbs going in there. He also sent a gif of a yawning hamster, which is just <laughs> so cursed, so cursed. He's <laughs> <laughs> awful, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Now, Kerry said when she, she caught, because I Googled it, and she's mm. obviously caught it out of her peripheral. She's gone, it's out of vagina. <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking at all the wrong vagina, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. What point are you watching? <laughs> I know to about it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? So, yes, we had a lot of people chiming into what they could do 48 of. You even had a raid and you um, last night. And you asked them yep. as well, wasn't it? Yes. I, Mrs. Phoenix raided me last night while I was streaming Red Dead Redemption. What did she say? And she said she would eat 48 spring rolls. Spring rolls, that was it. Yeah. It was like the bacon in burgers, the 48 mm-hmm. of, was really <laughs> stirred up, stirred the pot, so to speak. So there we go. So why don't you correspond or drop into the podcast yet what you could eat 48 of, uh, cast listeners? Yes. We'd love to see them answers. Also, I, uh, I've listened back to some episodes, mm. and I couldn't help but notice, can't believe how I didn't notice it before, uh, s- some of our animals like to, uh, like to make cheeky appearances, don't they, during the podcast? So I hear. Little scoundrels. Now, I was going to say, we've, just, we've, we've made sure from, from now onwards that they're, they're all caged up. <laughs> there's there's, there's going to be no animals coming to the microphone, unless the people really, really demand that the, the Borton ghost come back. <laughs> We could have bought riding ghost. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> the animals are locked away. They're cheeky bugs, aren't they? Anywho, Mark, we've got a new section, haven't we? Yes, because normally at this point in the show, after we've done feedback and correspondence, I would give you my old quiz. But I am out of ideas and I'm bored with it. So <laughs> It was very good though, mate. Thank you. I was tired of getting bloody wrong and all. I did have some feedback about the quiz as well. I think other people liked it, but I don't know where where else I can go with it. Yeah, down the line, we'll look at tweaking it. I mean, don't forget, car systems, me and Mark have a Friday. We have a bit of Sunday and then Friday for an hour and then we go ahead for it Sunday. So sometimes stealing this time to come up with all the ideas. So we're very welcome to open to ideas from the community. Yes, please, please. We are open to all suggestions for what you want to hear on the podcast. Definitely, definitely. It's a community effort here, so me and Mark would happily, if it gets again, we'll put it into the poll if it's a good one or only one comes in. We'll go yeah. with it and give it a whirl. But 
we have had an idea yes. and what we're going to do and if people like it we'll keep it going and we'll keep score we are going to do that famous YouTube trend that everybody has done we are going to do a you laugh you lose or a, a try not to laugh and very quickly me and Ben will say things to each other and if one of us laughs we loses and that's it that's it yep it could be one question long could be five seconds long who knows yeah so I think I figured if if we can keep our uh, composure, that we yep. take it in turns. Yes. How do we decide who's going first? I've just brought up a coin. Okay. So uh, I'll t- I'll go. I'll say three, two, one, and click, and I'll tell you when it's in the air, and you call it. Okay. What's it currently sitting on? It's currently sitting on heads. Whoa. Okay. Three, two, one. Call it tails. It's tails. Oh. <gasps> So do you want to go first? I wish to go first, please, sir. Okay, dokie, sir. You go first. And I will not laugh. Hold on. Let me get my composure. Are you ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me take you back. It's a little bit of a story that goes with this. I was, I'll say, 16, 17. My parents have decided to go on holiday, and I didn't wish to go. I was old enough to stay at home. They needed someone to look after the two cats. I was happy to do it. Da-da-da. So... Last day, they'd been away for a week, decided, because I ain't, what kid at that age is actually tied in Hoover and everything. So I decided we'll leave it all to the last day before they come home, because I figured my mum's going to redo it anyway, because hey ho. So I'm tying never up, quick Hoover round, make sure there's, you know, I've got rid of all the beer cans, all the fag butts and all the rest of it. And I've come to the kitchen, which was the main place where if I had mates round where we sat and all the rest of it. So as I'm gliding around the kitchen and what have you, comes to the cooker. So you've got the cooker hob. And then next to it, there was this uh, placemat. And it was all silver. So that was weird because we didn't own any silver placemat. So I'm tidying it up and I figured I'd better give that a wash because it's got stains on it. It's got like teacup stains, obviously, people and putting stuff on it. So it goes to move it. I go, so I'm like, what's happening there then? Goes to move it again. Nothing. I'm like, this don't make any sense. So it looks at a bit longer. I'm going... Well, I'm going to have to try and move. Uh, my mum's going, you know, my mum's going to go bonkers. My dad's going to go bonkers. I'm, you know, if I've buggered up the idea, works. So anyway, so I'm yanking on it and all the rest of it. Come on, come on, they come home in an hour and all the rest of it. And anyway, I couldn't. So I get on the uh, the Nokia, whatever it was back then. I'm texting my mates individually, like, you bastards, what you done to that bloody place, Matt, all the rest of it. I can't get it off. And they all text me back, like, no, Ben, weren't us. And the people who'd set your alarm at three o'clock in the morning sort of job. So I thought, yeah, 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 whatever, you bunch of bastards. So I'm going to get it in the neck for this. Anyway, mum and dad come home. I said, look, i got something to admit. I said, the house is instead, but that place but over there has <laughs> been stuck to the countertop. I don't know how it's happened. And there's me starting to get ready to plead for for forgiveness. Yeah. And anyway, and the old man goes, oh, don't worry about it. I've gone bloody hell, I've got away with that, Scott Free and I. He said, yeah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I'm not. I said, do you mind me asking that? I said, I figured I'd get it in the neck for this. He said, no, it's fine. He said, remember, for, he said, for Christmas, he got one of them, um, one of them espresso makers with the hard metal bottoms. Mm-hmm. Well, he used it before he went away for the first time and put it on the side and then it burnt a hole well not a hole but it burnt the uh the side next to the uh 
next to the uh, uh, cooker hub. So he decided, because it was um, changing rooms back then, handy, handy and all that lot, he decided to go and get a coaster. Now, mind you, nothing else in the kitchen was silver. He spray-painted it silver, and then he, glu- <laughs> he, glued it to the, <laughs> he glued it to the side. And I was like... What, so that the side was flush? Yeah, it's, it was him. He actually glued it to the side before they went away. So so there you go. It's, uh, that still, it still makes me chuckle in my head to this point, but I can see it hasn't, it hasn't moved you. you. You prepped yourself for that one. That's very funny. <laughs> I can laugh at my own one. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a disqualification, I don't think. So there I you told go. you I'm good at this. I did warn you. <sighs> okay. It's still a good story, though, isn't it? There's a genuine story, that is, Carsten. It is a genuine story. That is good. That is good. <laughs> okay. I have. Str- I thought, what could make Ben laugh? Let me scour the web. I know you wanted, when I was streaming last night, you wanted me to do an Urban Dictionary reading that's right you did charizard charizarding look it up friends you won't regret it so i've gone on to urban dictionary for you ben and Ooh. i thought i'd go nice and simple i looked up the word shit okay and uh there's a nice list here of things i'm hoping one of these will get you so shit one of the most popular swear cuss curse words profanities another word for feces poop dookie shiser poo poo or brownies the shit list the ghost shit. The kind where you feel shit come out, see shit on the toilet paper, but there's no shit in the bowl. The clean shit. The kind where you feel shit come out, see shit in the bowl, but there's no shit on the toilet paper. The wet shit. You wipe your ass 50 times and it still feels unwiped, so you end up putting toilet paper between your ass and your underwear so you don't ruin them with those <laughs> dreadful skid marks. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that's true because I've done it <laughs> oh mate when you wear the old work trousers you've got to make sure that you're not leaving a customer's toilet and fucking got shit on the back of your ass in it <laughs> that was the, the first ones were like they were weird I've never heard it goes of them goes on forever it goes on forever this list oh. might just have to come back to it that worked one nil to Mark old news Old news. Old news. So for a little while, we did struggle on the gaming front until Mark reminded me that the controversy right now going on between two usernames, SS Sniper Wolf and Jax Films. I believe it is just Sniper Wolf. Oh, is it not? But it is spelt with three S's for some reason. Is that because she's got a lisp? She's not actually a wolf, she's a snake. She is. I can remember watching her in the early days on her, of her streams. I remember catching them on YouTube from time to time, the very early days of her stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben and I had our little pre-podcast meeting on Friday. We struggled to come up with any gaming news. But as we are Twitch streamers, and most of our audience is Twitch streamers, we did think that this was quite relevant at the moment, the whole drama controversy mm. going on with Sniper Wolf versus Jax Films, who are two YouTubers slash streamers. Well, one of them definitely is <laughs> what mm. we call a, a proper one, but hey-ho. Give us the story, Ben. So basically, I'm going to cut it down into a very simplified version. Jax Films made, it was either a TikTok channel or a YouTube or both. He was uploading to both, just basically ripping it out of Sniper Wolf because he basically claimed that she was stealing material and just not stealing material. Was it stealing or was it? All of her content basically is just reacting to other people's content. Yeah, her modern stuff is just reacting to people's yeah. stuff, which has been done and 
annoys me when people just, you know, reactions became all the things. Anyways, I digress. So she took offense to this, as you thought she would. And they went back and forth over their social media platforms. I'm sure their fans got involved as well. But it all came to a sudden end uh, on the 14th of October. I'm not going to name a real name, but Sniper Wolf decided to do a TikTok outside of Jack's film's house. It was Instagram, wasn't it? Instagram, was it? Basically saying, let's talk like adults or something. And basically... This new word that I haven't heard in quite a while, new word to me, but I understand it's not a new, new word. Doxing him. Doxing, yes. So Sniper Wolf streamed on Instagram to her 5 million followers <laughs> outside Jack's film's front door with front house number and everything. Mm. Completely doxing him, which is the word that we use for giving away personal information, revealing where he is. The dictionary says, search for the published private or identifying information, a particular individual on the internet, typically with malicious intent. Yes. Obviously, Jack's films didn't like it, which I'm sure none of us would like it either, because that's taking the the bridge too far at the end of the day, isn't it? Crossing the line. Crossing the line, bloody right. So... The latest on this is YouTube decided to combat because largely she's YouTube nowadays that they stop the monetization of her videos for a couple of months or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's not really tragic, is it? <laughs> no. So even though even though her stream that she did that doxed him was on Instagram, yeah, everyone's called for her YouTube channel to be banned, which doesn't look like it's going to happen but she has been demonetized. Yeah, she can't receive any money for a little while. Mm. But it's not exactly harsh, is it? I wouldn't call no. that justice. Not for outside of me gaff. Yeah. Has Jack has anything has there been any punishment for Jack's films? Yes, he he's it was a weird one. YouTube did an apology on both of their behalfs, which was weird. They did mm-hmm. a tweet basically said that YouTube's made it look like Jack's films was in the wrong as well, which he wasn't really. He was just ripping the piss out of her on on his YouTube channel. But I suppose mm-hmm. that's within the user guidelines of YouTube. So in my eyes, he was all right and she was in the wrong. But there you go. That's the latest demonetization for her and an apology by YouTube. I think the argument for what Jack's films was doing is, is it satire? Is that the word I want to use? Yeah, I know you. I know what you're saying. Yeah, they tried to make him as. I mean, don't go wrong. He's not innocent, innocent in it all. But neither they were both level pegging the the comebacks and what yeah. have you. You know, it wasn't sniper wolf crossed the line by going to his house. Yeah, way over the line. If you're in the arena of Twitch streamers slash YouTubers, content creators like we are, it's that's the big story at the moment really it the is, big drama yeah. that's going yeah dominating it because everything yeah. else is just games that have come out that we talked about last episode so <laughs> yeah so there you go that is the controversy currently um it, it, it's still going on but i think they're, they're trying to get it to a close now and make it all go away so people get back on with life i think yeah hey ben yes did you know that Guinness World Records has crowned Pepper X as the hottest chili pepper in the world, dethroning the Carolina Reaper? No. After 10 years. Wow. So for comparison, a habanero pepper typically hits at 100,000 Scoville units, 
Pepper X registers at 2.69 million units. <laughs> God, even looking at it will make you get up, mate. Do you know the guy who created it? You'll never guess what his name is. <laughs> like Chili Pepper or something like that. Ed Curry. No. He created the Carolina Reaper and he's created Pepper X. Right, he was a Reaper guy too. I mean, surely yeah. we're getting to the point where, I mean, can a chili kill you? I'm sure it probably could. It probably could kill me with my weak heart. I was going to say, it's getting to that sort of point, isn't it? Yeah. I know when it was all the craze for a little while where everybody was eating the hottest thing they could possible on one chip challenge and all that, Molarkin. Wow, Pepper X. Pepper X. It's registered an average of 2.693 million Scoville units, <sighs> which is more than 1 million units hotter than the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> I wonder if he's, I, I presume he's had a sample of it. Am I right in thinking that the hot, the hottest part of the the seeds, isn't it? No, that's a common misconception. Ooh. It actually says that in this article when I read through it earlier. So that's handy that you asked that. Ooh. The hot part is actually the membrane that holds the seeds. Oh, that bit. okay. So not the not the flesh of the pepper or the like the the fruity bit, I guess. Yeah. Not the seeds, but like the bit in between. The bit the, 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 that sort of membrane that holds the seeds is the bit that contains the heat. So theoretically, if you were good enough with a knife, you could sort of cut down it and maybe take the edge off it, I suppose. I mean, It'll still gonna... be hot as fuck. But yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah not, not as hot. You going to be trying one, mate? No, no. I wouldn't be trying one either. I'm okay. Mr. Curry is one of only five people who has eaten an entire Pepper X. <laughs> I was feeling the heat for three and a half hours. Then the cramps came. Those cramps are horrible. I was laid out flat on a marble wall for approximately an hour in the rain, groaning in pain. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Well done, mate. It's a crossbreed of a Carolina Reaper and a pepper that a friend of mine sent me from Michigan that was brutally hot. <laughs> wonder how much it, uh, I mean, I wonder, there must be money in it because I, I know obviously everybody's using Carolina Reapers up to now. Yes, I was about to say, Mr. Curry's lawyer said 10,000 products used the Carolina Reaper name without permission. In an effort to protect his intellectual property and see profits this time, Pepper X pods and seeds will not be released. The only way to taste Pepper X will be through sold hot sauces. Right. So, in other words, he's thought about it this time. Mm. Fair play to him. I mean, I'm not never going to, I wouldn't go near bloody fecking an habanero, let alone the bleeding. Carolina Reaper or one of the other. Oh, I, like, I don't mind that. I like habanero. Aren't they the strong ones as well, aren't they? They're pretty hot, but they're not like, they don't break me. I quite, I quite like, habanero is definitely the hottest I can do, but in a nice way, it's not like blow your bollocks off. Are they hotter than the normal red? I think so, yeah. Okay. But they're not, yeah, they're not mental. Naga's the hottest I've ever had. Yeah, I wouldn't have a naga. Yeah, I had a naga curry and it was just a, it was taste hunger on the, the taste was awesome, but then the heat after it was just annoying. Yeah, I think I've had something with ghost pepper in it and that killed me. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Have you seen about the bale of straw dangling from the Millennium Bridge in London over the Thames? No. I love our country sometimes. This is because of an old bylaw. The state boats must be notified when workers are under the arches of the bridges, reducing their space to pass. <laughs> so the haze there, so don't damage anything, I presume. So according to the Port of London Thames Bylaws, Clause 36.2, a bale has to be placed under London Bridge when the headroom of an arch or span of a bridge is reduced from its usual limit. So it's warning all boats coming along the Thames that uh, there's going to be workers under the bridge working on the arches because the Millennium Bridge is having some 
much needed revamp work apparently there you go and so to let all the boats know that there's going to be workers under there working on it there's a bale of hay dangling from the bridge hey hey do you know who i blame for all that damage who death eaters yeah millennium bridge they buggered it up when they were chasing harry potter yeah there was no bale of hay then was there (laughs) do you remember a couple of episodes ago we had the dog with six legs Yes. Well, get ready, Ben, because this week I have the cats with two noses. <laughs> two? Yes. And that is pretty much the story, to be honest. Uh, it was, it's a homeless cat. To be honest, it's a very cute cat. It just looks like it's got a massive nose. It's only if you really, really look at it, you realise that it's got sort of two noses that are sort of attached side yeah. by side. You'll have to Google pictures of it, everybody. Has someone taken ownership of it? Staff at Cats Protection's Warrington Adoption Centre had assumed the four-year-old feline just had a rather large nose when it was brought in. <laughs> However, a checkup found a second schnoz, which the charity said was caused by a congenital abnormality. Hmm. They said it was a first for them. Uh, this is a real rarity. Thankfully, it isn't causing her any problems at all. The cat has been named Nanny McPhee, Nanny after the children's book character, who has a famously deformed nose. Oh, yeah. Starts off with it, but then it gets better yeah. as she does the good things. Kids. And then she turns into Emma Thompson. Yeah, as you do. Staff can't help looking at her two noses. We have fallen in love with our one of a kind. She has proven to be a gentle lady who adores a fuss and a cuddle and we are hopeful her newfound fame will mean she will have no shortage of potential adopters. She really does deserve a home where she can settle down and become the centre of a loving family. Good old Nanny McPhee. Yeah, I hope she goes to a nice home. Greasy facts. Crazy news. Crazy facts. And crazy news. I am going to start first this week, Ben. Oh, go on then, Mark, you rebel. I'm going to switch it up and do my crazy news before your crazy facts. Go for it. Because my crazy news is about a cat. Meow. I'm keeping the cat theme going. Bella the cat breaks loudest purr world record. We like our world records. (laughs) And we like our cats, apparently. A 14-year-old cat has broken the Guinness World Record for the loudest purr from the comfort of her favourite cushion. <laughs> Bella from Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire. That's Ooh. near us. Yeah. Achieved a purr measuring 54.6 decibels, equivalent to the volume of a boiling kettle. Wow. Her feet was captured by an official adjudicator and an acoustic engineer who blocked out all external noise. Nicole Spink, Bella's owner, said she couldn't be more thrilled. She has been our family's companion for many years. We love her to bits and are so proud of her achievement, Miss Spink said. Dave Wilson, the finished Guinness World Records adjudicator who oversaw Bella's record-breaking attempt, said, It's always an exciting day when there is the potential for a new world record. So we waited in anticipation to see whether Bella would be able to do it. Bella needed to purr louder than 50 decibels to achieve the record, and Mr. Wilson said the results were immediately obvious. Miss Spink said, We've always known Bella had a really loud purr. We even have to turn up the volume to hear the TV over her purring, and that's always after mealtimes. So when we saw that the record for the world's loudest purr was up for grabs, we knew we had to put Bella forward, and we're so pleased we did. She said the certificate would get a really prominent place in the house. We're going to have to choose which child's photos to take down first, she said. (laughs) God bless us British, eh? (laughs) There's that one of him as his baby. Fuck that off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cat's achievements going out there now. Uh, oh, sorted. That bloody, I tell you, that's loud. Boiling kettle, that's bloody loud. Sort of crosses over into crazy fact territory as well, doesn't it? It certainly does, mate. That's mental. Yeah. 
I suppose what we should do is we should ask the cast listeners that if they, they get a chance to see what else comes out of 50 decibels or louder. Yeah. And I don't mean like shouting. I mean like stuff that would, you know, like the kettle thing. But yeah, that's cool, man. Cool and weird. Just like you. <laughs> what now? What? What? Well, I have two. One that's uh, like a more serious, a weird fact. One that's a bit, bit funny. So did you know, Mark, that the letter J was the last added to the English alphabet. I did not know that. It dates back to 1524. Shockingly, before it became a letter, the letter I was used for both I and J sounds. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. And important, because obviously my last name begins with a J. Ben Ions. <laughs> Is that why in, most, like, I think most of Europe, that's a broad sweeping statement without mm. doing much work into it, yeah. uh, J, J is pronounced as a Y, isn't it? They don't really have J sounds. Yeah, you're probably right. I, like I said, without fact checking, because we don't always fact check everything. No. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, there's that one for you. So that's the serious one. And then, in keeping with food now, did you know, Mark, that there are more than 200 Kit Kat flavours in Japan? Yes. Oh. So I can't say then, <laughs> Japan loves Kit Kats and creates unique flavours for different cities, regions, and even seasons. I didn't know it was over 200. I knew there was the, I remember going, when I was there, it was like, you know, like matcha and all the rest of it. But I didn't know it was over 200. That's crackers. Yeah, uh, Japan are absolutely mad for their Kit Kats. Who'd have thought it, eh? Kito means surely or certainly. And Katsu means to win. Kitu Katsu. For this reason, Kit Kats are given to students, not just as treats, but as good luck charms before important exams. One in three students in Japan will buy a Kit Kat in anticipation of entrance exams. Ooh, your fact was better than my one. <laughs> I was just ex- I was just expounding on your fact. Expounding, expounding. Yes, Mary and I, as we've mentioned before, we love a uh, Japanese food, and we have before got um yeah slucky pits. So <laughs> as I'm talking to Ben, I put my arms above my head and I'm yeah get right in there, mate. Have a good day. They are sluggy. Um, you like your Japanese food? We get Japanese snack crates. We, oh, haven't, yeah. we haven't for a long time now, but occasionally we'll get one for each other as a gift or if we just yeah. feel like it. And they always have a Kit Kat or two in weird flavors. So we quite like that. We really like the matcha ones. Yes. I, I've never had one, but I know what matcha tastes like. I imagine it goes very nice with chocolate. It does actually. A tea Kit Kat. This is from TokyoTreat.com, who I think we have used before. Ooh. Uh, ranking ranking the 30 weirdest and most delicious Japanese Kit Kat. Wasabi flavour? Edamame flavour? Soy sauce flavour? Miso soup flavour? <laughs> Cough drop flavour? The one that they've ranked the nicest is strawberry tiramisu flavour. It's simply the best we've ever tried. The Tina Turner of Kit Kat. <laughs> so your top 10 is at number 10, rum raisin. Mm. 8 is raspberry. Sorry, nine is raspberry. Eight is caramel pudding. Ooh. Seven is wujicha. I don't know what that is. It says somehow it tastes like old Japan. <laughs> Number six is apple. Number five is bitter strawberry. Mm. Four is sakura matcha. Ooh. Which is, um, sakura is rose, right? Or cherry. Pink, um, pink, like a pink matcha. Yeah, cherry yeah, blossom. Yeah, cherry blossom, yeah. Three, cranberry and almond. Mm-hmm. And then two, strawberry cheesecake, one, strawberry tiramisu. Oh, they do sound nice. They do, don't they? 48 of them, please. 
Yeah. <laughs> 48 of them. You know what? They're not massive. They're not especially big, but 48 Kit Kats. Yeah. That's doable. Yeah. That's doable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You'd be sick as a dog <laughs> afterwards, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Another week recording the podcast with Ben. Another week of Sluggy Pits. It's getting out of hand. I wish I could do something about it. Sluggy Pits getting out of hand? Wish you could do something about it? Yes. Who is this? Armpits like Niagara Falls. Yes, but... Sweat stains bigger than a guinea pig. Who are you? Then you need deodorant. What is... That's right. Deodorant. The only treatment clinically proven to eradicate sluggy pits. That sounds amazing. Just apply once every Sunday evening while podcast recording and deodorant will make anxiety and depression disappear into fat air. Oh my god, it works. No more sluggy pits. I love you, deodorant. Deodorant, make your sluggy pits escargon. Not proven to treat anxiety and or depression. If you have anxiety and or depression, please seek therapy. Do not buy this fake product. Do not apply this fake product to your body. Do not look at it, smell it, listen to it or taste it. Available while pretend stock lasts. Moving on to the guest star, we have none other than one of the founding fathers of the Old Men Army, Mark Uhita. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi. Where's your co-host gone? Well, I'm afraid he's had to step out because he couldn't take the stardom of sitting near you or hearing your voice <laughs> at the same time. So you've just got me, I'm afraid, but I'm sure I'll do. So, Mark, please tell me and the cast listeners a little bit about yourself. My name is Mark. Uh, born and raised Stevenage. Father of two. Fiance to Mary. Father of Bort. <laughs> <laughs> Bort, I am your father. Uh, what else do you need to know? I'm a Twitch streamer. Ooh. Uh, I'm a podcast host. Ooh. Uh, by day, I'm a delivery driver. Ooh. I'm a massive fan of Stevenage Football Club. Stevenage. And that's about it. For That's my basic, my basic story. That's very good. That's very good. What well, leads us on to, how did you come up? With your username? Well, you see, Mr. Jones, I am a massive fan of a game franchise known as Pokemon. <gasps> and within Pokemon, there is a Pokemon <laughs> called Makuhita. <gasps> and my name is Mark. It's a play on words. Smash them together <laughs> to create Makuhita. Because I needed a fun and clever name to play Pokemon Go with. And that was what my brain produced. And it's stuck and I use it for everything now. And you have a great wicked theme tune to go with as well, Mark. I do. We won't ask you to sing it live. Maybe I could play it at this point. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. My brand new, I've, I've actually re-recorded oh, it. Oh, yes, you have, didn't you? Bloody I've you've... re-recorded my theme tune and I haven't actually, no one's heard it yet because I haven't made a video to go alongside it. Do you want to say, like, I've got a premiere, I can premiere my new something like that, you know? I'm bringing it first to the old cast of podcast. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, this is an exclusive right now. I guess <gasps> this was this wasn't planned at all for old casters. This is the brand new version of my channel trailer slash theme tune. Hi, I'm Mark Uita. Follow me too I am Mark Uhita. 
also I stream video games. Well, there you go. That was brilliant, mate. I really like it. Nice and clean now. Oh, we love exclusives on the old casters. So, Mark, it brings us into our next question, which is your earliest video game memory. Now, for me, I believe we have spoken about this on the podcast before. Maybe. My very, very earliest memories of video gaming is on the family PC, floppy disk games. And it is the likes of, there was a Formula One game. I don't know which one that would have been. There was Thomas the Tank Engine Pinball. There was Duke Nukem. Duke. There was Rats. Did you ever play Rats? Rats. Ooh. That was like a puzzle game where you had to stop them from mating and kill them all, exterminate them all. Was there? No, I definitely don't remember that one. It was rats running around a maze. And it's really, really funny because thinking about back on it now, you had blue rats and pink rats that ran around a maze and they would make little baby grey rats and you had to kill all of them before like the baby grey rats grew up and uh, then they started mating again and again and again. So you had to stop the the rats from overrunning the maze. But when a when a boy rat, a blue rat, and a and a girl rat, a pink rat, run into a hide together, <laughs> they went mm, mm, mm. <laughs> seriously. And I was tiny, and I used to r- repeat that noise all the time because I thought it was hilarious. I had absolutely no idea what that noise meant, <laughs> what they were doing. <laughs> Well, you could get away with back then, eh? Yeah, when I think back on it now, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. Was this, when you played it, was it done with just keyboard or would it be keyboard and mouse? I think it was just clicking. I think it was just mouse. Yeah. When they had the balls inside them and it wasn't all sensors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could do that wicked trick, couldn't you, where you could put a bit of clear tape over it and then you could make someone think their mouse had broke. <laughs> yeah. So what is it just called rats, was it? I believe so. I believe it was just called Rat. Ooh. Be good if we could uh, see if we could find some sort of retro-esque version of playing that, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be cracking. I wonder if anyone else listening to this ever played the game Rats, if anyone else knows what I'm talking about or if this is a really niche thing. Mm. Except for my dad, who I know is listening because I know he played it. It was his PC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough. <laughs> I bought that game for me, Mark, not you. <laughs> 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 What's he making that noise for? Is that bloody game he's playing? Because <laughs> would the games weren't rated back then, were they at all? I mean, no idea. No, I'm pretty sure they weren't. For a long time, they weren't rated. I think even Duke Nukem stuff like that in the early days. But this would have been around the time that you and Slim Boy Fat and every other bastard we've had on <laughs> were playing on the Master System. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Master System. My first console I had for myself was a Game Boy Color Oof. with Pokemon Red and then Pokemon Yellow. Oh, what a combination, mate. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely combination. I got hooked on the Pokemon very early. I think Pokemon came out when I was six, seven, when it all first came out. What are we talking, red and blue? Yeah. Right. I was raised by a Pokemon. Yeah, but Pokemon was next level, mate. So, and I like that way. I want to delve into that Rats game more. Um, what games do you primarily stream? I think I'm going to have to find rats and string that <laughs> I tell you what, we, we've got to find it now. There must be a way. We have to find it. Must be a way in there. Someone's got to have it. We've got to find it. Uh, primarily, I like streaming chill games, simulators. One game that did really well for my channel that always people came and watched was when I did House Flipper, which is, is exactly what it sounds. It's a first-person game and you flip houses. You go into really crappy, beaten-up houses, put a new floor down, paint the walls, put, put some furniture in. 
It's just house renovation. Really satisfying stuff for me. Can I take you back? Was Because obviously back in the day, I wasn't streaming, but I used to jump on with you and Gaz all the time. Were you playing like, because you've still got clips on your advert, your, your beginning stream video mm-hmm. where we're playing Human Fall Flat and stuff. Was that before House Flipper or was House Flipper first? I can't remember. Because we used to play Human Fall Flat. We played a lot of Human Fall Flat. That was a puzzle game. There was another game as well, wasn't there? Minecraft. That's another along the lines of a life simulator chilled out game for most of the time. And before this, we before stream was a thing and COVID was there, we, we used to play Sword and Shield, didn't we? The radio yes, part. Yes, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I've streamed a lot of Pokemon. I think the first thing that I ever streamed from PC was Pokemon Crystal. Right. Before that, I did stream directly from my PlayStation, oh. which was stuff like Grand Theft Auto and Minecraft. Lots of Minecraft has been played on my channel, but yes, simulator games, life simulator games, The Sims, Animal Crossing, all these chilled out, laid back games. But I am currently streaming at the moment as it is spoopy season, uh, Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare, which is the the zombie DLC for the first Red Dead Redemption game, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, I must admit, I enjoyed you watching you play it as well, because I never played, I knew of it, but never played the... I never. I don't think I played the first one at all. So obviously I knew of mm-hmm. it, but I never played it. So it's been quite good to see the. Uh, was it called again? Undead. Uh, Undead nightmare. Undead nightmare. That's it. It's been nice to see it play because it isn't easy by by no. anything. It's quite difficult with it. It is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Mark, this leads us into um, favorite music and first single slash album, please. I believe we've done this before as well. But I can remember my first single was Mr. Blobby. These are obviously ones that were bought for me. Yeah. First album was Spice Girls on cassette. Was that self-titled? Which was their, yeah, the first album. I remember the first album that I ever bought for myself with my own money was Absolution by Muse. Which is still possibly my favourite album, if not one of my favourite albums ever still to date. And it is about to come up literally i think it might be this month it's 20th anniversary wow which makes me feel incredibly old <laughs> well you are so <laughs> there's that but i yeah. know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> what would you class your favorite uh, genre or do, haven't you got a favorite genre so is it a multitude well you and i have spoken about this before i, I don't know if we've done it on the podcast but, but between ourselves mm, we have both mentioned that we just like music mm. We just like music for being good music and yeah. we're not really bound by genres too much. But I am more inclined by music with distorted guitars in it. Yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> it's funny. We, we talk about this and it, it was interesting. And I still remember it last week when we were talking with the doctor and he was talking about how it's more socially acceptable to say that's Taylor Swift. And funny enough, since then, I've been listening to some of her stuff because I remember Kerry would <laughs> listen to the earlier stuff. And she's got some good songs. You can't deny yeah. it. I don't like all of them, but I don't like no, all no. of the ones from my favourite band. So, but it's funny how that socially acceptable bit was, you know, it's thinking that that mindset where you say, well, you, I can like any type of music. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've been hearing it? on the radio loads recently, they've been playing a lot of Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. And that song is an absolute bop. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that one. But yeah, I can't remember, if I've, can't remember if I've said this, but I always say if somebody was to ask me my favourite three bands, the ones that I listen to the most is Muse, The Killers and The Beatles. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive Killers fan. I was not a big indie yeah. person. Um, the earliest one, was it Ash? Were they called Ash? I want to yeah. say they were called Ash. Was, that Love was, Ash. I can remember them coming in the scene. But I like songs by them, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sort of put them in a mix. To be honest, I've never been a massive indie fan, really. But... The Killers, I, I, I don't know, I just love them. Is that Mr. Brightside? Is that The Killers? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they might be in my favourite band. Ooh, better than Muse. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I finally, finally, because tickets for them are like gold, I got yeah. to see them last year. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. And it was incredible. One of the best I've ever been to. Whereabouts? Coventry Building Society Stadium. Wow. Yeah, and Mary came with me, and even though they're not her favourite, after they played all these things that I've done, Mary turned to me and said, I think that might be the best song I've ever seen live. Wow. It was awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's really good. It's, yeah. it's great when you can take someone who wasn't really, was going to support you and was live mm-hmm. music either here or there, but then actually took something away from it and then actually, yeah, I, 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 was, I was the same when I went to see uh, one of my late friends, who unfortunately is not with us anymore. Um, he had tickets to the first Wembley Arena to go see, who was the? The Offspring. The Offspring. And I was like, he said, oh, I'm d-. he said, do you want to come? And I was like, I'll go because you're a mate. I, I'm not, I, I could listen to their stuff, but it wouldn't be, and again, it wouldn't be in my playlist. But again, they were they were really good live. You know, they actually sounded like they do, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Not like, oh, they haven't aged well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've been seeing Carla Minogue all sorts, mate. And I've come out of Morgan. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I wasn't like, oh, yeah. bloody hell. You just can't beat live music. No, you can't. No. Go and listen to some cast chat. You'll be pleasantly surprised. So, Mark, finally, but not least. Yes? Tell us what days do you stream and give your channel some self-promotion. Oh, what a surprise. I wasn't expecting you to give me the opportunity to plug my channel. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Markuhita. That is M-A-R-K-U-I-H. Yes, that's it. Cut. <laughs> That's where you find him, you age. M A R K U H I T A, Markahita. And I stream every Wednesday and Saturday, <laughs> uh, usually UK evening time. If I can wangle myself a bit more time during those days, I will. Because on Wednesday just past, actually, it was Thursday. We don't need to go into that. Uh, on Wednesday just past, I streamed from about half three in the afternoon till like nine o'clock at night I did five and a half hours yes, of undead nightmares did. I did <laughs> I did can I say how much <laughs> I enjoyed that words game you played words on stream words on stream yeah yes really good I left my stream to go and make pizza with, with Mary <laughs> and while I was gone I left words on stream which is an interactive game like that a lot that chat can play can I also say how well you fitted wangle in that sentence back there. Wangle. Wangle to me means wank. No. The physical. Yeah, that's where it's from bottom. And when uh, bottom. Richie's trying to explain it to Eddie, that he's, he, he says, oh, God, I might need to have a, wha- a wangle, a medieval folk dance, <laughs> or something like that, he names it. Wangle. Well, thank you ever so much, Mr. Smith, a.k.a. Margahita. Please go and check him out on his channel and join him yes. with his streams. I just feel like I need to say... In all seriousness, mm. that uh, Ben and I realised that we haven't actually done much talking about ourselves on this podcast. We've been shining a light on our guest star each week, and um, 
we thought it might just be nice for the listeners to learn a little bit more about Ben and myself. Yeah. Nothing wrong so with our that. guest on next week, Mr. Jones, is going to be Benbis81. He sounds like an interesting fellow. He's a handsome bastard. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. He should be a grand guest. So, Mark, normally we would ask the guest to give us an old passion, but as we've known, we talk about our passions a lot and they come out with the guests when they're talking. So we decided that this week we would talk about a joint old passion that we both can chip in as much or as little as we want. We have a shared old passion, Hmm, don't we, darling? Definitely, and I think it's going to make a good listening going forward. Today's title, Mark's going to be... Star Wars Chat. Ben Jones smells like feces and vom. Here we go again with that. That's how the song goes, isn't it? I smell like shores for men's at the moment. No, you smell like deodorant. De- oh, sorry, yes, I do apologise. <laughs> yes, please, now, where, wherever not available, deodorant. <laughs> so Star Wars, Mark, we've been recently in the pod, at least the past few episodes, have been bringing up from time to time uh, Ahsoka, which has been the latest the latest uh, series uh, released by Disney and Disney Plus, mm-hmm. their streaming platform. And we both rather enjoyed it. Very, very much enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I did too. I thought they did a grand job. I thought the effects were well. I thought the story was good. Uh, what's her name? Rose Dawson, is it? Rosie Dawson? Rosario Dawson. That's it. Yeah, she did a grand job as Ahsoka. And we both agree that basically it's just the next series of Rebels, really. Rebels, <laughs> because we are both Star Wars nerds and we've watched the old, in inverted commas, kids cartoons yep. that came out. And Star Wars Rebels was one of them, Clone Wars was another. But yeah, uh, Ahsoka was basically a live action season five of Rebels. Yeah. Which was a really good series. Yeah, really good, well. it was, yeah. I, I did enjoy it because, especially from the the guy who was a Kanan. Yes. Yes, he wasn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. a fully fledged Jedi yet himself, was he? But no. yeah, he was taking on. Um, uh, that's really good. Oh, Ezra. Ezra, yes. Ezra Bridger. Yes. He's obviously tells. God, that's a too long <laughs> We're so good fans. But he yeah. finds out in that that he's force sensitive and then he sort of takes him. It was really interesting dynamic to see a not fully fledged Jedi master because I didn't think he'd take the trials yet, had he? To become no. a master, and yet taken up. It was in a time when the empire was rife, and uh, Order sixty six had been given, so they couldn't. He couldn't take the trials, as there was no masters for him to to do his Execute thing with. Execute Order sixty six. Oh, that still brings chills to the day. Yeah, Hayden Christensen doing his, you know, turning red, and everything goes red. Eyes are red. Master Skywalker, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> his child murder. Yeah. His sand people murder. Oh, don't. That was that was And I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> I found that harder to watch than bloody him when he offs the kids. <laughs> I was like, no, not the sand people. They're just the sand people. They had to bless them. They don't know no different. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. That was good. So I, I might, might. <laughs> But uh all the series that have come out on Disney Plus so far. Yeah. Maybe with the exception of the book of Boba Fett, I have really well. I've still really enjoyed it. I've really, really enjoyed all of them. Rancor is all I've got to say about that. <laughs> but I did still enjoy the book of Boba Fett because Boba Fett has always been my favourite Star Wars character. Has he now? 
And when I was little, I collected all the Boba Fett comics and graphic novels that came out. I figured the only one they've done that I've not enjoyed as much, and maybe because I haven't given it a good crack of the stick yet, is The Bad Batch. Do you not like The Bad Batch? Not that I don't like it. I've not given it a fair enough... I've watched only a few episodes, and I've not really... Maybe I've not been in the right frame of mind. Yeah, I get you. That's what I was like with Andor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you mm. have to be in the right frame of mind for Andor. I, yeah. I do agree with that. Because I didn't know if he was good or bad for a bit. I was like, well, what? Well, what's he doing? Is he good? It does slowly pay off. Yes. <laughs> slowly being... Mm. But people went apeshit over it. So, But yes, Bad Batch. I enjoyed that they were all... Instead of just being the straight clone, now they all had a, a purpose. You know, a sniper, a... Uh, brute yeah, guy yeah. and the, the, you know the a team of the, the clever one yeah the clever one <laughs> he can shoot <laughs> the nerd yeah i love the bad batch and season two but it, it just gets better and better so you're saying recommending it for me to go back in yes oh yeah i love it i absolutely love bad batch okay okay and then of course not but least the mandalorian the one the thing that kicked it all mm-hmm. off for him man that's yep. next level tears laughter oh Mate. I still think season one of it was the best. Yes. I do think it peaked at the beginning. Yeah, the end, mate. I cried my heart out when Groku left. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking his helmet off and he wants to stay with him. Oh, Luke, piss off. Just leave him. You've done your bit and you've capped off all the all the, the, troop, the new troopers. You leave him there and he'll be all right, mate. He'll be all right. But I understood that he wasn't actually meant to come back in season two, was he? They, they got him to rewrite him in it, wasn't it? Kroku. Yeah, because everyone loved him so much. <laughs> um, I don't mind him as a character. He's, you know, he has his moments, but I wouldn't say I'm watching it for him. Look, there's one behind my head right now as we're talking. Oh, yeah. He has his moments. Because <laughs> not being funny, at, at brass tacks of it, he's a little fucking thief. He's a little shit, really. And he's eating <laughs> the eggs of that bit. <laughs> there, he's young. You know, we're not, we're all like, oh, he's cute. He's eating his young, man. He deserves it. He deserves yeah. it. <laughs> And Obi-Wan Kenobi is the series that we haven't, the only series left I think we haven't mentioned. Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi was good. I mean, it, it picked up, again, it was one of them a bit more slow burning for me. Yeah. Because obviously he was all out of whack and it was trying to retro him back in watching over Anakin, no, Luke as he, as he grew. Yeah. And obviously it paid off when old Darth turned up. When Darth turns up, it always pays off because he's such a good, yeah. bad guy, good guy, whatever yeah. you want to call him, anti-hero. It always pays off when he turns up. One of the one of the best bad guys ever, I think. Oh, yeah. Bad guys have all the fun, mate. Proper, proper bad guy. Proper terrifying. Yeah. And especially imagine all the uh, all the things that the I, I think the Emperor did his, you know, old Palpatine did his bit on him and really manipulated good, him well. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, good old Darth. But yes, I'm not I've been obviously got look thinking about the films. For me, obviously, the original, well, you know, not the, the original three films always hold a special place, but I'm not yes. against the new films by any, any sharp measure. I just think they, the first one's got, had, had, now obviously, the Jewel of Fates. Is it Jewel of Fates? Yeah. Yeah. Love that bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, I love that bit. And one of my mates at school's uncle was the guy who played Darth Maul. Um, no Ray way. Parks. Yeah. Yeah. He plays him. Yeah. He's the, uh, He's his uncle, so we had him, I think he came into uh, Hartsfield's where I went to school back in Bulldog. So yeah, he came in came in and did a thing. Cool. But this was before he'd been chosen, this was before it took off. So sort of, 
he came in and it weren't like he came into oh that's he's going to be on Star he came in just as a bit of show and tell he was an actor he was a stunt guy so there you go bit of Star Wars history in, uh, in Hertfordshire so I was a wee nipper when The Phantom Menace came out episode one so that was my introduction to Star Wars which I got absolutely obsessed from that film and I bought <laughs> the comic book version of The Phantom Menace and that's what started me I went down the rabbit hole of Star Wars I collected Star Wars pogs Pogs. Around that time, from 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 Walker's crisp packets, yeah, and I got tazos. the binder for them all to go in Tazos. That's tazos. the one, and uh, that went that sent me down the Star Wars rabbit hole, and <laughs> yeah, became obsessed with Boba Fett and bought all the Boba Fett comics. So I was brought up by the prequel trilogy. Yes, one, two, and three. Obviously, after seeing one, two, and three, I then watched four, five, and six from the seventies, and the new ones. It's <laughs> Yeah, the, new the ones. thing is mm. the thing is when episodes one two and three came out i think there was a lot of backlash and a lot of people didn't like them and as time has gone on everyone's we have you have a prequel movie apologists yeah i'd agree with that they've 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 aged like a fine wine the prequel trilogy and i'm hoping that the sequel trilogy is going to do the same <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed i really enjoyed the force awakens I enjoyed bits of The Force Awakens. The other two, not so much. Episodes 8 and 9. I take Rise of Skywalker as mine. But uh, what we're getting now with the TV series that are coming out on Disney Plus is they're trying to backtrack and explain and give a lot of context <laughs> to the sequel films, the episodes 7, 8 and 9 that came out. Fact check. Did you know that when Disney bought Lucasfilm, that George Lucas had already wrote the scripts to the the Force, well, they weren't the Force. I don't know whether it was called the Force Awakens and so forth, Last Jedi, and that. But he'd already, and they said when when they were signed the contract that they were going to use them as maybe not all of it, but they were going to use them as a backdrop. And then he, I, I watched an interview with him this morning. They basically just said, "No, nah, we're going to change that." And it just, and obviously that annoyed him. Which I'm not be funny. You sold your company; they can do whatever they want with it. So <laughs> it's not like they yeah. have to check it by you. But obviously, Grandfather Lucas was a bit peeved that he'd done all this you know all this building and they he felt that they could have treated it a bit kinder but i suppose disney's execs had what they wanted to do with it too so you know i'm 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 not against them i think there's parts of them i think episode i can't unfortunately i can't stand young young anakin he does my nut oh yeah <laughs> i don't know why just i can't go now this is pod racing yeah <laughs> And I like the pod racing bit with uh, Sebulba and all pod that. Pod racing is sick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a great... I've, I've, have you ever been in the pod racing game at the arcade? No. Oh. But I had I had Lego pod racers. Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, overall... Have you ever read any of the books, sir? No, only I've only got only the graphic novels, only the comic ones. I've had quite a few friends recommend, like, Air to the Empire and stuff like that. The ones we've thrown in are yeah. meant to be very, very good. So there we go. I mean, anything else to add on to Star Wars there, sir? Favourite Star Wars movie? Ooh, I'd have to say either A New Hope or The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi? I mean, um, Return of the Jedi, Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say one M2. Empire's always got a special place there, but Empire was always a sad film. Empire Strikes Back is my favourite of all the films. Mm. Do you have a favourite character? Oh, cool, there you're asking. Favourite character. I'm going to say, only because we've already picked upon it, I'll probably say 
I'm going to go Darth. I'm going to say Darth is always a. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like that your your lack of faith is concerning. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. stuff like that. Wherever he says, I lack. have a I have an ugly Christmas jumper with Darth Vader on it, and it says, "I find your lack of cheer disturbing." <laughs> <laughs> I used to love them bits. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I thought Darth was especially at the end. You know, where he, the mask comes off, and it's like, oh, oh, you've turned. It's all right, Luke. I'm all right now. Fuck off. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> and he turns into his uh, his force ghost, but and he's the one, the chosen one, the special one that brought balance to the force. Yeah, there you go, eh? That was Obi's fault, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. So, cast listeners, what's your favourite film? What's your favourite character? Are you liking what Disney Plus is putting out in the series? And if you don't like Star Wars, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I have a question ready for you, sir. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. A witch has cast a spell on turning you into an inanimate, non-electrical object for a year. To be changed back into a human form before the year is up, you will need to be able to get at least 100 people touch you. What inanimate object would you be? I don't want 100 people touching me. Wax on, wax off, then, you son. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be electrical. Oh. No, but I don't want to be like a handrail at the train station because I don't want thousands and tens and thousands of people touching me. It's a good shout, though, there. I that's the first thing I thought of, but I don't want to be that. What can I be that everyone's going to touch? Nothing phallic. No, that was my very, very first instance I thought was something very rude. But 100 <laughs> people aren't going to touch that. Mm, I will be... I'll be a knob. And now, are we talking a doorknob? Yes. I will be a door knob, mm. but to somewhere, let's think, somewhere that's not going to be really, really, really high traffic, that I'm going to have thousands of people touching me, but definitely going to get a hundred people mm. in the course of a year. Or maybe just a door to somewhere nice, something I love, like a door to a pub. Or <laughs> the door, just a door to a random pub or a pub or you know. The door, where else do I love? I could be the door to Stevenage Football Club. Oh. That's a good shout. That's a really good shout. Yeah. Because you get out of that. I mean, if you're talking about the door to the gift shop, that must say the gift shop. I mean, the club shop. The club shop, the gift shop. Because I've been in there a few times uh, to get Jack some bits and pieces with Dad. So that's a not bad shout. I shout like that. So the door to Steam is at one of the parts of Steamage Bury, yes? Yeah, the, the, the player's entrance, let's say. Let's go with that. Yeah. So that's you're not going to be over overfelt are you no i'm gonna to be touched by a nice masculine man Ooh. <laughs> and you can make them rat noises yeah <laughs> that's a good point I, as when you said the like a train like a rail at a train station i thought bloody hell he's cracked it straight off i thought i don't even thought about that uh. but you would be yeah you'd be like you just appear and go oh well, that was easy <laughs> mm. Ooh, do you know? I think I do you know what I'd be. I'd be a car park pay the 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 thing to get you, you know, like at Steenish multi story where you press the button to get the the coin out. Yeah, I'd be the button on the parking machine that you get your coin because in that way you're gonna have plenty of people coming in because that that it doesn't. I don't know how many cars that actually holds, but you're gonna be in and out on a flash. You know, the witch's gonna be dead out of yeah. luck on that one. That's gonna be a lot of touching, especially if the button leads to my penis. <laughs> 
so there we go, Mark. There's my. I thought with it being Halloween, I thought it'd be uh, that was a astute question. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather accidentally send a nudie picture to your dad or your boss? <laughs> now, it just so happens to be my boss is me, so I'd be sending it to uh, myself. So. The, imagine you have a boss. All right, yeah, go on. Um, mm. <laughs> I thought I'd rather send it to the old man, I think. Um, I'm not exposed to a family member. I thought, well, if they can't handle me in my birthday suit, then <laughs> A-O. But, yeah, I, I think I think if, if, if it was to one of my fellow partner bosses, yeah, I wouldn't like that because one of them's like a – he's a body, proper bodybuilder six foot two giant muscles all the rest of it and the other one is a female slightly older than myself and i don't think i'd ever live that one down you know what i mean they'd probably go how big's your knob been eh? i didn't know it was that big so you know i wouldn't want to be constantly harassed over the size of my penis so yeah probably my dad i'm gonna say how about you mark where would you rather it be sent to i don't know that's why i asked it i don't think about that i had to answer it myself Oh, you you were gonna answer it it's the Hard question, isn't it? <laughs> it's to the point. <laughs> it's a long, stiff, slippery question. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just mentioned a knob joke in it or a naked joke in it. It's just how many puns you can get out of it. Uh, we are children. Yeah, we <laughs> are, mate. Old but young, young in the head. So coming in, who's this picture going to? Full See, my instant thought, my inst- my first instant reaction was I'd rather send it to my boss. Ooh. Because I don't want my dad seeing it. But my boss might forward it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, look what Mark's accidentally sent me. Exactly. And that's my point as well. I didn't even mention yeah. that. Yeah, you that might... is your point. Yeah. That is my point, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I, I wouldn't want that sort of flying around. Do you know what I mean? And then I think if I send it to dad, it would just be like, a, uh, did you mean to send me this? And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> There's my cog. <laughs> yeah. so, so, pretend you didn't see that. Surprise, your eyes. <laughs> There's my stuffish. <laughs> but yes, I actually didn't think about that. That's a very good point. You would not want that yeah. drifting around the work verse, would you? Unless you were particularly proud of it. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like, like I said, unless you're like both well hung <laughs> like ourselves, Mark, then you'd be like, well, you know, you got to take what you get, in it? You know? Yeah. Why does it go out of the picture? <laughs> so there we go so listeners we want to know if you're going to be that inanimate object the witch turn you into and you've got to be touched a hundred times to turn back into a human but you can't be electrical what you're going to be and we also want to know if you were to if a picture of you in your birthday suit was going to be sent to either your father or your parent or significant person who raised you or your boss who would it be Please hit us up with who you'd rather that picture end up in their hands. We love these ask us anything questions mm, as well. Definitely. These are always these are always the bits that get the most feedback. So uh, if you have any ask us anything questions uh, in a similar vein, <laughs> vein, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Please do get hold of us on the Discord server. Just get hold of us. <laughs> Grab us firmly. Yes. At oldmenarmy at gmail.com or on the Discord server, or you can DM us, or you can rant at us in our 
stream chats when we're live. Yes. <laughs> By all means, hit us up. Just not with the photo. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's get out of here before we get ourselves in trouble. So lots of planning is going on behind the scenes. Please do not forget Old Men Day. I'm going to keep plugging it until it happens, until the day comes, uh, November the 11th and November the 12th, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. So on Saturday the 11th, we're going to be doing the Rage Train, which is all four of us old men are going to be streaming. One will go into the next, and then they will stream for a couple of hours, go into the next. That's what the Rage Train is. So we'll all be live on the same day. And then after the fourth person has streamed, they are going to raid into a brand new fifth member of the old men. Ooh, controversy A new again. member of the stream team. And then on Sunday, the 12th of November, is going to be a live version of Old Casters with myself and Mr. Jones. And that'll be on my Twitch channel, so please be around for that. Live Casters with Smith and Jones. Yeah. yeah. So, Mark, have you and the other old men figured out your timetable yet? Or are you still working at that? No, it's still working. Still working. Oh, that's fair. But well, I'm yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. The dates are in my diary. Please, cast listeners, make sure you block them in to your diaries too. Whoever can make it, I know they'd like to see you in in their streams, passing them down the way, and making much love for the Godfathers of old men. <laughs> I have been Smith. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Marcohita. And I have been Jones. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Bembis81. You can also go to our link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash oldmenarmy to go and get all the links to the podcast, the old men merch, the Twitch channels, anything old men related can be found off of that one link to rule them all. I think... Sir Smith, that brings us to the end of episode eight of the Old Casters. Mm-hmm. Until next week, everybody. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Old Casters with Smith and Jones. <laughs>